The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you here with us today on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. We do this every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever time it is right now in your corner of the world. And yes, that's right. A life of peace every day. Every day peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. That's our definition of peace. Can you even imagine such a thing? Yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it. And yes, you can achieve it. Listen, I am a mom of two busy teenagers, a wife, a full-time pharmacist, an actress, an author, and the creator of Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, where I do keynote speaking and conduct workshops. Much like you, my life is busy. My day is busy. The truth is everyone is busy. But another truth is that the words that come out of our mouths are shaping our own world. That's right. The words that come out of our mouth are shaping the external world. I know, I know, I can hear your thoughts. You're saying to yourself, you mean to tell me that I created the situation that I'm in right now? I don't believe it. It's no way, no, absolutely no way that I would have talked this up. Absolutely no way. So because I can hear your thoughts and because I know that I've been there, I've been there. I've had those same thoughts. I've thought those same things that there's absolutely no way if I were conscious of what I was doing, that I would create what I'm con- what I'm currently going through. So I want to share something with you before we get started. And it comes directly from the Bible, Isaiah 55, 11, And I'm going to read from the Amplified classic version bible and it says this so listen to me closely for those of us who are thinking you mean to tell me that i am creating my world with my words too simplistic too elementary here listen to this so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return to me void without producing any any effect useless but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall purpose in the and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Can you imagine that? Those words that come out of our mouth. My mom, when I was younger, she used to always say, "Oh, don't joke like that." And you know, you're young and you don't realize that you know there'll be no words that come out of your mouth that um, you won't that aren't shaping your world. And of course we get grace and mercy. Thank goodness for that, right? Thank God for that. We get grace and mercy and we get do-overs, but we really want to take ownership of our lives. If we really want a next level greatness in our life, we really got to take 
stock in understanding, understanding the words that come out of our mouth, especially, especially when we're talking to ourselves. You know how that goes. You're looking in the mirror. You don't like what you see. Oh my goodness, I need to lose 10 pounds. I hate that, right? That self-talk. We don't think that much of it, but it's creating something for us. You know, I'm not qualified. I want the job, but I know I'm not qualified. I'm a slow learner, right? Those type of things, those words, the words that are coming out of our mouths when we're talking to ourselves. oh my gosh, they're so important. They're so important. So I don't want to waste time today. I want to bring on our fabulous guest because we have someone that is truly, truly, truly an inspiration, a teacher, a motivator, a guide, a preacher, a pastor. It is Reverend Burnette L. Jones. She she is the senior minister of One God, One Thought Center in Baltimore, Maryland. And we are so fortunate to have us with have her with us today. Uh, Reverend Burnett. Yes, greetings and blessings. It's the same to you. Thank you for being here. We are honored. It is a privilege to have you with us today. And I want to just open up in the very beginning and ask with you to share a little bit about your ministry with us and what you're doing at One God, One Thought Center in Baltimore. Okay. We are a New Thought Christian spiritual community, and we are actually consciously and intentionally developing spiritual community. I actually call us uh, and I'm about to uh, finish a book called The Eclectic Ecclesia. And that simply means uh, the ecclesia being the church, but we're very eclectic. A number of different people coming out of a number of different faith traditions and all ending up at the One God, One Thought Center, where we are studying together, growing together, learning and teaching Christian metaphysics. So we're a part of the mystical tradition of Jesus the Christ, and we are truly a group of people enjoying the journey, discovering what it means to live as love and joy and peace and enlightenment. So we do that um, here in Baltimore. Uh, We offer classes that teach a whole curriculum that is authorized by the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Some people may know of the Universal Foundation for Better Living and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman's work uh, now under the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary out of Florida. We teach classes that help people to live as spiritual beings, understanding that we also are in human bodies and have human experiences. And so we are, right now, we're actually in a study of the whole intersection between spirituality and humanness, uh, spirituality and physicality. I love it. I absolutely uh, love it. Yeah, I just celebrated my 15th anniversary as senior minister a couple of weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And you're also one of the founders. Yes. um, Next year we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary all year long. Uh, Fifteen of us here in Baltimore 25 years ago came together and decided we wanted to develop a 
ministry, actually a, a study group affiliated with the Universal Foundation for Better Living um, under Dr. Johnny Coleman at that time. And we set a vision and began to empower that vision by bringing our lives into alignment spiritually and then casting that vision forward and taking one step at a time, mastermind praying and tithing our funds. and uh, So now, 25 years later, we're still here. Um, a number of our founders are still very much involved and uh, having just a fabulous time. Well, it definitely sounds like it. I, I want to go back to a point that you said that I don't want the listeners to miss. I know it resonated with me that uh, the eclectic church and you bring people from all denominations. I love yeah. that. I love that yeah. because uh, you know you can come with whatever your traditional beliefs are. You can bring that with you. Bring yeah. that with you, and we come together and we fellowship together, and we learn. And you can learn together. So I love I love that concept that you have there, and I think. Uh, Many people would think, well, you know, if I don't believe 100% what you believe, I can't study with you, I can't grab onto this teaching, but you're saying just the opposite. Absolutely. You know, we believe in inclusivity, and we believe that the Christ is in all beings. And so we study from that perspective. We study with Jesus as our way shower, teaching Mm -hmm. us a way of being, a way of living. So we study what he studied. We teach what he taught and what he said. And that is for everyone, because what we find when we go beyond religiosity, all of the spiritual traditions say the same thing. They ultimately get to unconditional love. And Jesus telling us that, that's really the only commandment. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. It's all about love. And so oh. we recognize that that is truly a part of every faith tradition and everyone who is striving to live the spirit-filled, principle-based, if you will, life. So when that is our come from, we recognize our connection Rather than looking for the things that exclude, we look for ways to include people, regardless of uh, what their spiritual tradition or their path has been up to that point. And we find Mm -hmm. harmony in diversity. So that's the kind of ministry that we are. How do you find the love and harmony and peace within our diversity? That is absolutely beautiful. It should be the model under which we do everything, everything. You know, looking, we can find Christ everywhere. I attend frequently a unity church in Baltimore, and I love when they have that part of the section where they say, I behold the Christ in you. Even as I say it now, I got to tell you that it just washes over me to know that that exists in everyone. And it is my job to behold. I behold it. I behold it. So it's wonderful to have the opportunity to to find it because it's there in everybody, in everybody, despite what the world may say or what our physical eyes see. We're so deceived by that so often. So um, I want to jump into our topic today because I know that I've been talking to a lot of people about it. And I know that it is a much awaited topic. People have been asking a lot of questions. I'm like, wait till we get to the show. So we're here at the show. We're talking today about self 
talk. Yeah. Self talk. And one of my I'm favorite let topics. I know. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you introduce that to us because believe it or not, that is a foreign topic for a lot of people. They understand conversation, but many people are aware, unaware of the fact that you cannot stop talking to yourself. Your your mind Absolutely. is doing this thing all of the time. And so if it is, then we need to really understand what it is that we're feeding our internal source. Because as you said, we are spiritual beings occupying a physical body. Yeah. And which, which means that uh, the tongue doesn't control us from, you know, the spirit, we have dominion over that. And, and so I'm going to let you introduce the topic to our listeners today and just really expound on how we can use this self-talk to empower our physical lives. Well, as spiritual beings, we have an inner life as well as an outer life. That's the first distinction. We have been so acculturated to only recognize our external life based on our physicality in a certain environment and atmosphere, growing up in a household with family. We're taught to put our attention on things external. What are we going to have for dinner? What am I going to put on? What did the kids say outside when they teased me? What did my mother say, my father, my auntie? We have been so trained, and now with technology, in an age of technology, we really are external focused. Everybody has a screen of some sort to continue to entertain us and gain our attention. And so we find ourselves engaged in our external life, and we're not being taught that we have an inner life. Our inner life generally comes out of the spiritual part of us, and we are constantly having conversations there. From the time that we engage all these external things, a dialogue within ourselves that's judging it, criticizing it, analyzing it, comparing it. It's a function of our conscious mind to have an internal conversation before we decide and make decisions about what we believe and about what we see going on with our physical eyes and what we hear with our physical ears. And so until we discover that we actually have this inner life and there's an inner dialogue going on, until we discover that, all of the things outside of us are just controlling and we're allowing it because all of those things we're engaging with in some sort of conversation about how we like it or how we don't like it, how it appears, what it seems like. And so our whole yeah. life becomes that. Yeah. And I want to just ask you one question, because do you think that that's why a lot of our life appears to be in chaos because we're being, we're really moving, letting the external world control us as opposed to utilizing our in, internal world? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of things externally, even things like the weather, the climate, appear so chaotic right now. 
And then all of the things that seem chaotic, the things going on in our communities with gun violence and the things going on in our schools and all of the things going on with families and relationships and addiction issues. And, I mean, you can just name all of the things that when we, are in, when we encounter it, it just brings up this experience of chaos. Like, how do I get some grounding and footing in the midst of all this so-called quicksand? Mm-hmm. We've not yeah. really learned how to adapt to change and to changing environments, changing climates, atmospheres. And so we're engaged in this process right now that can feel very chaotic until you find a foundation that gives you the internal fortitude, the internal support. We refer to that as consciousness. We refer to where we stand internally and whatever it is that is really driving that conversation internally is really about consciousness, the level of awareness that we have that, as you say, peace is not only possible but it's present. Or if internally we're saying everything's going to hell in a handbasket, whatever it is that we're saying internally, that's what we're going to experience. That's how we're going to experience the world around us. That's how we're going to experience the things in our own lives, in our households, in our relationships, in our workplace, in our communities, because internally we have established and validated that conversation as being how it is. Now, that's because it's the way we're thinking about it and the conversation that we're having about it inside, just because it's going on inside of us does not necessarily mean it's true. Many of us listen to our own internal self-talk and think, yeah, that's really the way it is. Then we start looking for the evidence to support that. But we have not recognized or become conscious that in Genesis we're given naming power. The power to name a thing and it will show up according to what we've named it. So if we name it peace and name it love and name it order, harmony, we begin to align our consciousness with that internal conversation. And in due time, according to spiritual law, when we practice that long enough, we begin to see our experiences come into alignment with that. That's why I'm and so I grateful stop you, you're doing this show. Stop you right there. Thank you so much. Right there, because you said so many things that I don't want anybody to miss. But I want to just reiterate what you just said about Genesis. I, I stand on that. You name it. You, you call it what it is perspective how how you see how you choose to see things you're free you're free to do that you've been given freedom to do that and it's so very important and i want to go back to something that someone said to me when i was discussing the show idea with them and they said well i have a hard time and what would you say to a person who says this i have a hard time saying that i feel a certain way when i don't 
you know, let the, you know, let the weak say they are strong. Let the poor say they are rich. This individual said to me, you know, I can't, I can't say that I feel good when I don't feel good. I can't lie to myself. What would you say to a person who's in that space? I'd say that's perfect because it is important to first be honest with yourself and acknowledge in your own internal self-talk how you honestly are feeling. It's not until you can be honest. Self-talk is very subtle sometimes, and that's why we can't hear that it's going on. We just take it for granted that that's what's going on. But until you can pause and really listen to your own self-talk and stand to hear it. Sometimes we can't even stand to hear what we've been saying about ourselves to ourselves or about our experiences. So as soon as you recognize, you know, I'm not feeling love right now. Mm. And you can say to yourself and acknowledge what I'm feeling right now is angry. As soon as you say that and allow it to come up in our uh, work with a system called Conscious Life Design System, we teach people how to allow their self-talk to come up. You don't try to take away the weeds while the garden is growing. You let it grow up so that you can acknowledge it and hear it, and then you have choice. As soon as you've been honest, you then have choice. You have the naming power to shift from what it is you've been feeling and what it is that you've named and claimed and say, you know, I'm going to set a new intention because I'd rather be feeling love than fear. I'd rather be feeling grateful and appreciative than taking things for granted. And so it's a part of the process. It It is a process of uncovering our self-talk. A lot of times we have it buried and shoved underneath some things and we're hiding it. We don't want people to know we're sad or angry. I find that particularly in new thought. People, um, you know, think it's a Band-Aid to put an affirmation over a wound that has been gushing for a number of years. And then you learn, I can say an affirmation and, you know, put a little Band-Aid over it. And no, the wound, you have to let the pus come up sometimes. Am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, you're absolutely so right. I love the idea. can come out and be cleared away and then... You can put the anointing balm of the Holy Spirit into, which is the power. That's the power of your speaking, in speaking the word. Yeah. And begin yeah, it's, it's, to make new choices. It sounds about like what you're, you're saying. What you're saying is that you have to acknowledge and honor where you are right now. Yes. Acknowledge and honor that. And that 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 is such a an important part. I think we spend a lot of our time disallowing ourselves or like you said, we, we can't even look at ourselves. My sister and I used to say, you know, you squint when you go home and, and people say things that hit a truth in you because you're, you're sort of ashamed and, and we've got to get rid of that shame. You don't have to worry about trying to appear perfect to an imperfect world. Well, you know, it's, and this is the paradox of spirituality. It's actually perfect to be imperfect. 
Yes. It is not something we have to struggle against. Because perfectionism is going to take you actually in the other direction you want to be going. You'll end up stressed out, (laughs) full of anxiety, worried all the time, criticizing yourself, and end up speaking all the very things that are taking you away from the peace and the authenticity of just being where you are. The power of this work is in recognizing you have a choice. Now, as long as your self-talk is just going on and you've not listened to it or addressed it, it's going to be running your life. You're not even aware that that's what's running your life. Why you keep having the same relationship with a different person. The common denominator is you and what you are saying about yourself as a person in relationship. And it's so important to realize that you have, like you said, you have power over that. Tell yourself another story about you. Yes. From from the inside out. Tell yourself another, a different truth. That's not true. That's not where you want to be. You know that because it's causing you such dis-ease. Yes. You know that's causing your experiences to repeat themselves in patterns. Yeah. And you can't figure out why and can't figure out how to stop it because you're still engaged with your own self-talk. Every time it comes up, you're still saying the same thing about it. Yes. And that's, that is the teaching part is how do you get off of that will? How do you, how do you flip the switch and say, you know what? I see it. And I hear that from people too all the time. I see myself doing this, but I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to stop self, the self-loathing or self-condemning. I don't know how to stop. How do you, what do you say to those people? Well, this is where the spiritual tools and skills kick in and the benefit of traveling in a spiritual community. Because one of the things that happens in a spiritual community is you, you find people who have had experiences and I'm going to interrupt you one more time. We're going to go to a brief break. And we're going to come back and answer that question because it's so very important. So we're going to have this brief break. We'll come right back in. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Healing is the experience in our life of coming out of the darkness into the light. 
getting out of the confusion of human consciousness into the allness which is always present. But the allness of infinite life is present even within the illness. So God is not a healer. He doesn't look down upon you and say, well, you're sick, but you're a good person and I like you very much, so I'm going to take this illness away from you. God doesn't take illness away from anybody, nor does God put illness into anyone, which belies a lot of traditional religious thought, too. We talk about, well, suffered to be so, it's God's will, and I guess it's my place to accept it. The will of God must always be the ceaseless longing of the Creator to express itself in that which has created. So it's a constancy, it's a force which is ever seeking to press itself out into visibility as life, as wholeness, as success. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. If you're looking to deepen your spiritual journey, Unity Magazine is your go-to source for information and inspiration. It's been beautifully redesigned and packed with interesting articles and compelling interviews from today's spiritual thought leaders. You'll find science, spirituality, and healing with a look at Eastern philosophies, meditation, as well as completely new ways to interpret the Bible. Plus, reviews on the latest spiritual books and music. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. We're talking about your self-talk today. This conversation is so important building your world with your words can you even imagine such a thing we're we're here today with reverend burnett and she's sharing wisdom with us and how to how to orchestrate our external world create an external world from the inside out what a privilege we're back and we're continuing with our with our um, conversation yes reverend burnett yes we were talking about how to actually accomplish this when you're in such a state where you're in a rut or you're in a series of back-to-back experiences in relationships or in jobs where you're going in and out and it seems the same. And, you know, how do you actually learn to do this? And I was saying that that's one of the reasons spiritual community is so important. Because this is where people gather together who have the same intention and commitment. For us, in One God, One Thought Center, 
the end of our name is for better living. So it's people who have committed themselves to come together to learn to have a better life based on living according to universal spiritual laws and principles. You learn things like how to study scripture metaphysically and look for the spiritual message in it. In addition to the literal and the moral message, there's a spiritual message. You learn skills and tools like affirmations and denials, how to meditate. The most important thing you learn is how to simply practice. Practice is the key because consistent, disciplined practice with the intention of moving your life out of whatever seems to be going on and into what you truly in your heart intend, the kind of life you truly intend, requires disciplined practice. Now, I also advocate and have a team of people. We work together in conscious life design systems, which is a whole system for being able to take the tools, the principles, the skills you've learned, and have a system that you can put it into to organize your life and put it in order, spiritual as the foundation, your personal self, your feelings, your needs, your desires. Next level is looking and examining your relationships. Your life work is the next level. And then community. And a system and several processes. The first one is just identifying and examining your self-talk so that you can release it, let it come up, and then make a conscious choice about whether that self-talk is life-enhancing or is it life-destructive. And once you've been able to examine and hear your own self-talk, you can make choices to reclaim in your speaking an intention that will lift you up to a higher vibration. If you've been saying to yourself, this is, this is one I share and we laugh about all the time, I can recall the self-talk that says, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Now, yes, I'm a minister, <laughs> a yes. teacher. I do mm-hmm. radio interviews. I do all kinds of things where I am. I do public speaking. Keynote addresses. I'm going to be in New York a, a couple of weeks from now speaking at the New York Center of Truth for Better Living. But I had a self-talk that was saying, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. When I was what do able you do with to that? finally... Excuse me? What do you do with that? Where do you place that? How do you, how do you dismantle that and get rid of that? Okay, it was a self-talk in my area of life work. Okay. And what I had to do was, first of all, to hear it. I wasn't even aware it was there for a long time. Then I had to uncover all the other feelings that were underneath it. Shame, guilt, 
unworthiness. Feeling, I didn't know that they were under there until I paused and stopped and allowed those things to come up and did not judge them. I was able to notice that, there, that that was there without judging myself. That, I want to interject again. That is a key point, getting rid of that judgment. I agree. We have some callers on the line who I'm sure have some. We're going to take a few calls here because people are piling up here. Our first okay. call. Let, let me interject one thing before I, 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 uh, we go to the callers. Absolutely. When I became honest that that is what was going on, the guilt, the shame, all of that, the next step, very important, is to put in an intention statement that I could use, carry around with me, look at, and see that what I was really intending was to reach people with a message of love and transformation that empowered their lives. Anybody would want to hear that. Yes. And so by flipping the switch, I was able to stop focusing on that conversation, saying nobody wanted to hear it, and focus on what my real intention is. It's to serve people, to love people, to offer them something that would empower and transform their lives. And that allows me to continue to do that, to seek to do that, to live that way. So that's what I wanted to to add. Those things, that's important. Yes, very important, that intention statement. I hope I didn't mess up. Linus, are you on the line? Okay, we're going to come back to Linus because I have Tiffany. Oops. Hello? Hi, is this Tiffany? Yes, this is Tiffany. Hi, how are you, Dr. Drayhall? Wonderful. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for your patience. Did you have a comment or a question for our Hi, guest, Tiffany. Reverend Burnett? Yes. Hi, Reverend Burnett. I um, I just I just had a quick comment. I just wanted to talk about um, my my work and my understanding of the power of self-talk as a conscious life design practitioner. Absolutely. Yes, so um, yeah, it was it. One thing that I just wanted to share um, after I heard your testimony, Reverend Burnett, about the self-talk, about, you know, having this speaking engagement, I noticed how powerful self-talk was when I had to um, really sit with my belief system about mental health and mental illness. Um, At 33, I was diagnosed it out as we say in the physical world, um, and our out in my outer experience with bipolar um disease at thirty three, disorder at thirty three, um, and it really rocked my world because I really couldn't understand what was going on spiritually and emotionally. And then um when I was introduced to this idea of self talk, it gave me a it gave me a place um to unpack what I what I thought about mental illness so I could decide whether or not I wanted to, you know, subscribe to bipolar and take medication and do the regimen and that physical experience or if I wanted to decide to have another ex- mental experience. So I just wanted to share that, you know, uncovering that, just uncovering it um, yeah. is very powerful. 
Awesome. Thank you and for where that. are you now with yourself? Um, I am... I am creating a life that 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 I'm intending to have, that I've always intended to have, which is just to express myself in all ways, and in all forms, and and to express God through everything, and not be bound by extremes, and and just finding balance and uncovering that self-talk and just engaging with myself. I have a wonderful relationship with myself now because my self-talk has a place. Awesome. Wonderful, wonderful. Tiffany, we thank you for calling in and you just yes, reiterating you what, what we know. What we know. Our self-talk is so powerful and so necessary and the, the best of everything to you in your journey. Yes. All right. We're gonna thank go you. To our, you all have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye -bye. We're gonna, yeah, another caller here. I tell you there. Let's see here. Hi, we have Narcissus on the line. You're on the line with Reverend Burnett, and Everyday Peace. Hello. How are you today? Hello. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm just saying, I actually, self-talking, I've actually used it quite a few times in my life. I listened to this guy named Neville Goddard, who has uh, yes. written several books about self-talk. You guys heard of him? Yes. Yes, yes, Neville Goddard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah, exactly. Mystic. Uh -huh. Really, yes. And he was saying, one of the things I, I read quite, quite a few of his books was that self-talk creates reality. I find that when you do, um, everybody, everybody talks to themselves, has that inner conversation. But when that lines yeah. up with your desires and your prayers and you put those in sync, then it, it manifests itself. So I've actually used that over and over. Not to teach my, my son to do that. He's uh, nine years old. So I'm working with him on self-talk. Oh. And uh, we're, so he's seeing a difference already at, at nine. So self-talk definitely, uh, even, you know, even the scripture says that uh, speak on things that are not as though they were. So when you yeah. use that, that concept, those, those spiritual principles, it definitely works. I've seen it in uh, all aspects of my life. Sometimes when I forget, I just take a minute and go back to that that, that practice of speaking things into reality. But I start off using the morning with writing down how I want the day to go. Then when I find it's not lining up, I take a minute. Take a, My daughter, actually, I have an older daughter. She called me this morning and said she was spinning out of control, not sure what was going on in her life. So I told her, just take a minute, sit still, and just pause yeah. and be still. And then... Um, Later on today, she comes, hey, Dad, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I said, write down what you want to do and just believe. It's, it's manifest on that. Wait for that. And so, yeah, the self-talk definitely works. So thank you guys for having this, this class, this, uh, pres this uh, conference today. Oh, yeah, You're so welcome. You know, the, it's really important and significant, the being still and pausing, because the mm -hmm. power is in the pause. Yeah. That is where you get to decide, make a choice, and move in a new direction if that's what you choose. Or you can choose to stay right where you are. But the power mm -hmm. is in that be still and know I am God moment. Exactly. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Up next on the air we have... Ralph, you're on the air with Reverend Burnett and Everyday Peace. Thank you for calling in today. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful show. Um, a lot of wonderful comments. Narcissus was right on point. I, I wanted to look at um, self-talk from another angle. So often, oftentimes when we um, are faced with situations, the self-talk, I think, that we that we. So administer 
is based on how we view the situation. So if we've had, we've been involved in situations where there have been positive outcomes, oftentimes the self-talk that we have is probably very positive. But if it's something that, um, for example, I'll give you an example. If you are struggling in math, and so, and then I have a 15-year-old son that oftentimes complains about math and says math is, you know, he doesn't understand why we have to have math, why we need to have, well, it could be possibly because he's not doing, he has not done as well in math as in other yeah. subjects. So yeah. because he hasn't done as well, then what he says to himself is that I can't do well in math. But if you're doing well in another subject, let's say English, and you're getting all A's, then you say to yourself, I can do well. So I guess it's sort of like a chicken and an egg. So is it that you do well and then you say to yourself, I can do well, or do you say, I can do well and so I will do well? I don't know if it really makes a difference, but I do think that our self-talk, self-talk a lot of times is predicated on our experiences and based on the outcome of those experiences and whether or not they're positive or negative. And then one more thing I wanted to say about self-talk is that if you look at anybody who's been successful, and I'm not necessarily talking about positive success. You have people who have been successful, at least in their minds, let's say committing crimes or doing bad things. There's some kind of self-talk there. As Narcia says, everybody does self-talk. So people who think that they're successful, depending on how they deem success, and that could be something that's negative, it is based on something that you are telling yourself. So you all are on point. Dr. James, um, Reverend Burnett, wonderful, wonderful. You are two awesome ladies. And this topic is so on point because it's not a complicated subject. It's very simple. What you say to yourself is going to manifest itself in the universe. It just is. There's no way that it cannot. It, 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 because it moves your spirit and that moves you to action. That's all I wanted to say. This is a wonderful, wonderful show, Dr. James. I listen to you every week. You're awesome, awesome, awesome. Your guests are awesome. And so this is a, this is a great, great, great show. And um, I'm going to just uh, listen uh, to what you all have to say. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for listening every, every Monday. We love building a tribe. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's a very important point also, and it goes back to how I started this conversation about self-talk, that our self-talk generally is formed early in life from the way we have engaged in the experiences we've had and what people have said to us, what conclusions we came to because I failed the math test, and then... I came to the conclusion early on in life, I'm not good at math, I'm not good at numbers, I don't like numbers, you know, and I discover myself saying I don't like working with numbers actually because I'm afraid I'm going to fail and not live up to. So the self-talk feeds on itself, and that's the whole point about having a place to really intentionally pause and examine it so we can hear it and make the decision to shift it. Because the fear is what's creating the experience of saying, I'm not good at math. It's creating the experience of failing the test. It's not that I'm not good in math. 
It's that I've been fearing it because I had an experience in life. And right now people are having some really incredible experiences. I'm just going to put it that way, that are very impactful to what they think about themselves. You know, if you're a young person and you've experienced trauma in your household from all kinds of things, whether they are things like physical violence or the addictive behaviors of obsession and compulsion or, you know, no matter what it is, it's going to have an impact. It's going to create a conversation in your mind about, ooh, I, this is good, or ooh, I don't want to experience that again, so, you know, it must be something wrong right. with me. I mean, We have it, one more call. I'm going to try to squeeze in there before we run out of time. Hi, Linus? Well, we need to have another show on this, Drayvon. I, 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 you know, an hour is not nearly enough. It's not nearly enough because this subject is so impactful in everyone's life. Uh, Linus, are you on the line? Yes. Oh, I think I'm Hello? Hello? Hi. I'm here. Thank, Hi, hey, hello. Thank you for joining us. Wonderful. Uh, did you have a comment or question for Reverend Burnett? Well, I just had a, I just had a quick question. Uh, I know that self-talk is extremely important, and uh, whatever we think about, uh, whatever we ponder on truly does come to pass. So if we're thinking negatively, then, yeah, it's going to happen. But what kinds of tips or tip can you give us uh, to quiet uh, that battlefield of the mind that constantly is sending us messages that aren't positive? What is maybe the one main thing, especially for someone who's new at, um, you know, working on self-talk? Look, this is... This is um a saying that comes out of being on the spiritual path with the intention of living peace every day. Everyday mm -hmm. peace, just like the name of your show. The grace yes. of God is a quiet mind. When you learn to pause and be still and practice meditation, practice refocusing your attention with prayer, music, some people use music, learning to notice when you are in that battlefield state of consciousness, noticing what that feels like, and noticing not struggling with it, not battling, not fighting, not trying to get rid of it. It's like when you sit in meditation, if you've ever practiced that, and the ticker tape starts, you know, oh, what am I going to cook for dinner? Oh, you know, you're sitting in meditation attempting to attune your consciousness to spirit, to God, to absolute good, to love and peace and joy, and you get this ticker tape of thoughts. You allow the thoughts, you witness the thoughts, but you continue to take the stand in yourself. I am sitting here with the intention of experiencing peace. You go back to whatever your mantra is. You go back to affirming that and standing on that. And at some point, consistent, disciplined practice, you will find the ticker tape begins to stop. 
the grace of God is a quiet mind where the mm. all of the chatter, the mind chatter, the self-talk, the negativity, all of that can be shifted. But you've got to be aware and conscious and know within yourself it is not coming to destroy me or take me down. These thoughts are coming so that I can release them. Thank God. So now Absolutely. I know what to release. Now I know Absolutely. what to release. Yeah, they are not oh. they are not coming to harm you. They are coming because it's time for you to let them go. And so that's what we do with those negative thoughts that would rise up. And here is one thing I want to say, and I know we're running out of time, and Reverend Burnett, we do need to do another show, probably five more shows, just really on this topic. But I know that whatever you shine the light of truth on, when you sit and you and you say, I want to see it, turn the lights on. And I know I'm, I'm making it very simplistic, but turn the lights on. It yeah, removes the shadow. Absolutely. It removes yeah. the shadow. You know, um, it, there is a place in us that wants to keep everything in darkness because we don't have to see it. And so we can be there like the boogeyman and, and frighten us forever. No, turn the lights up. Turn the lights up. Let me see you fully. Hiding out. We're hiding out. Yeah. Right. Let me see you fully. And yeah. then we find that this is tiny little, this tiny little thing. Oh, my goodness. Let me speak the word to you and send you on your way. Yes. When we invite spirit, we recognize that it's, always there peace and silence and love and the truth of god is always present even if we have covered it over with chatter and conversation and distraction right now that's the big thing that people are so distracted but when we become still and intend to be in the presence of God, then we recognize peace is always here. It's just underneath all that stuff we've piled on top of it. Yeah. And sometimes Love the stuff, like here. like Linus said, it looks like negativity. It's, it's sounding like that. What do you think, Linus? What do you, what do you think? Is it something that we that could be overtaken with this grace that we find in the quiet place. Oh, I may, may have dropped her. Um, but, you know, I, I want to thank Linus for that question because I think a lot of us are are apprehensive about going into going into our mind. I remember when I was in college, people would say, oh, I don't want to know what's going on in my mind. I, I stay out of that dark <laughs> place. And... Right. And when we don't, when we don't take control, take ownership, and like you said, yes. discipline. And I love the fact that you mentioned so many times, and I hope our listeners have gotten this, this community, this community. You see, I truly believe that it takes a village to do everything. Yes. If you're struggling Absolutely. with the discipline. Yes. Commune with people who are also trying to move in this direction. That energy, that synergy is amazing. Absolutely. It will help to, you know, it gives you a, a tribe. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think that's the, that's the 
part of it that sometimes people are not aware. You're in some sort of community network, even if you are not aware of it. So what you want to do is be consciously aware of the community and networks that you're part of and make certain that they are life-enhancing. Absolutely. And with that, I, we're, I we're just like, about out of time. Can I, <laughs> I, I know people we, to go to go to our Conscious yes. Life Design website. It's www.consciousnessagency.com. And you can find out about the Conscious Life Design Life Shop and being a part of that community that teaches a system for doing this. And, of course, you can find One God, One Thought um, online as well, ogot.org. Reverend Burnett, I cannot thank you enough. You all have been listening to and sharing with us. You all are all everyday peacemakers. Please take up that title. Go out and do your day, your evening, the best way you can. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.